respond to reports of a missing person. The mother is on scene and requesting assistance. Unit 527 responding 1039. This is Over the Horizon and Far Away. Hello, hello. We are so excited you guys found us for another week. Welcome back to Over the Horizon and Far Away, a true crime podcast that covers cases of the missing and murdered that did not get the media attention they deserved. Today, I'll be sharing the case of Dynasty Alexander. So I'll start off by giving you guys some information about Dynasty. Dynasty Alexander was an 18-year-old girl living out in Tulare, California. Dynasty was very well liked by those around her and had several friends who would describe her as being free-spirited and fiercely independent. It sounds about right for an 18-year-old girl to be as independent as she can. Oh, absolutely. According to a source from Our Black Girls, Dynasty frequently saw the good in people and was just generally trusting to those around her. Now, while Dynasty was described as being independent and not liking to take help from others, I would say that Dynasty appeared to be in a position where she probably needed more help than the average person. At only 18 years old, Dynasty found herself in a very vulnerable and very, very scary position. Dynasty was homeless and she struggled with substance abuse problems. While she did have her struggles, Dynasty being homeless did not mean that she didn't have support. Her family states that she frequently ran away from home, and her cousin went on to state that Dynasty could be hard-headed. You mean a teenager that's hard-headed and wants to do whatever they want? No way! (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say, I don't really find a hard-headed teenager to be particularly shocking. When I think back to my own teenage days, I was very much hard-headed. In fact, I think there are less kind words that could be used to describe me at that age. I definitely remember wanting to be independent, wanting to do my own thing, thinking it was perfectly fine that my parents didn't know what I was doing. So being hard-headed, I feel like, is a pretty age-appropriate way to describe most teenagers. Oh, yeah, especially right at that, like, 18, 19-year-old mark, because then you're like, I'm a grown-up. I can do what I want. And (laughs) you really have no life experience, so doing what you want doesn't always work out for you. Yeah, exactly, especially when you're 18, you're finally an adult, and then you're on, like, a whole nother level of, well, I can figure stuff out, and nobody needs to know what I'm doing. Nobody can tell me anything. Yeah. Per Fox 26, her family reported that she was troubled but still had a lot of support from them. I want to take a moment to emphasize this. Dynasty had a support system. She had people out there looking for her, making sure that she was okay. I've said before that these stories of runaways do not need to be as dismissed as they often are, and there are still people who care about these runaways. Their disappearances need to be taken seriously and not overlooked. And what I'm kind of thinking of when I say that is a lot of times when you hear a missing persons case, you'll hear, oh, the police labeled them as a runaway and didn't really look for them. I think there are several cases that, I mean, we have covered or will cover on this podcast where you hear that the police are like, oh, they ran away, they'll come back. And then all this time passes and action could have been taken and it just wasn't. 
Oh man, you're absolutely right. So I work in the social services field and I have had experiences with runaway teenagers. I've had to like make those runaway reports to the police and stuff. And I can think of one gal in particular that I had. She was always on run, always. (laughs) And nobody ever looked for her. Like it was literally only me. And like I would go and hang up like missing persons posters and I would try to track her down wherever she was. I was like talking to people and whatnot. And, but yeah, the police did not take it seriously. Like I remember when I finally, I actually found her like clear across the state once and I had to send the police to go pick her up. And like the guy, the police officer really like tried to leave her. Like they did not want to take her. And she was with complete strangers. Like we had no idea, like why these grown people thought it was a good idea to take a teenage girl clear across the state with no like authority to do so is like mind blowing. I was like, absolutely not. You are not leaving her. What are you talking about? Oh my God. And so, yeah, I mean, they really do just kind of brush it under the rug and hope for the best. And it's so scary because you're out there. You can be, like you said, you just found adults that were willing to take her across the state. You could just be open to anybody. It's scary. While Dynasty had some struggles, she maintained her sweet, kind, and mild-mannered disposition. She frequently gave things to her friends and really looked out for those around her. Her cousin Carlton, who was actually happens to be the former mayor of Tulare, described Dynasty as being well-loved, funny, and happy. Well, I hope his mayoral connections help out in this story. It seems like they do. I will absolutely get to that. Dynasty's story begins in Tulare, California. Tulare only has a population of about 69,000 people and is located about 60 miles north of Bakersfield. Tulare is known for its agriculture, however, it is populated and developed enough to be considered relatively urban. Tulare is by no means a small town, and I looked up the crime stats for the city. According to Nietzsche.com, Tulare's Violent crime statistics are just higher than that of the national average. However, it seems like from what I was able to find, people generally feel safe. The same store states that law enforcement is generally pretty responsive and most people seem to feel this way. Well, that's good, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) There are tons of community events that happen in Tulare, including an annual fair, a kids museum, shopping, and a public pool. Based on the information I was able to gather, Dynasty lived with her family on and off, frequently running away and receiving help from family, friends, and occasionally strangers. Dynasty Alexander was by all accounts a very trusting, sweet, and kind girl. If you take the time to look up her pictures, which we will be posting on our social media platforms for you guys, you'll see a young girl with a huge, bright smile and a kind-looking face. While a trusting nature isn't necessarily a bad thing, it appears to have been taken advantage of in 2019. Per the Atlanta Black Star, her cousin Carlton stated that Dynasty didn't know what to be afraid of and she kind of trusted anybody. And I think this is a pretty common thought process for kids her age. Teenagers often feel invincible. They tend to run with the mentality that, yeah, bad things happen to others, but it won't happen to me or I'm smarter than that or something does happen, I'll be okay. They're aware that there's danger in the world, but they really often don't fully appreciate what that danger means. Or maybe they trust that their friends or family will bail them out of what happens. 
I feel like they often don't think of the long-term consequences and most people do make it through those young and wild days, but I think that's a lot of survivor's bias that kicks into that and it gets so many people in trouble. Oh, I totally agree. When I was a teenager, I was a bit of a wild child and I remember like 18, 19 years old, I like picked up and moved across the country by myself, actually moved across the country a few times by myself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you just kind of have this sense of like nothing bad can happen to you. And I definitely lived my life like that when I was younger. I have a lot more anxiety now that I'm an old lady. Yeah. You think back to those times and it's like, how did I make it through? Yeah. On March 3rd, 2019, Dynasty needed a ride to a store and got into the car of a 52-year-old man named Dale Watson. Law enforcement did look into the connection between Dale and Dynasty. However, it appears as though this may have been a case of him scoping out girls to prey on. Dynasty happened to come into his path. Maybe she was desperate. Maybe there was a case of that teenage invincibility. Maybe she just thought if anything went wrong, she'd be able to fight off an old man. Whatever the case, she needed a ride, and it seems as if he pulled up and she got into his car. ABC 30 conducted an interview with Tulare County Sheriff Mike Bordeaux, who stated that they believe Dale was out that day for either drug activity or sex activity when he came into contact with Dynasty. So what's interesting about that statement is that makes me think that the area that he ended up picking her up in was probably known for, you know, drug activity, prostitution, that kind of stuff, if they jumped to that conclusion. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that, especially if he's the type of guy to go and stalk and prey on young girls. I could absolutely see him knowing, like, what the hot spots are for something like that. Just a disgusting, predatory old man. When Dynasty got into Dale's car, the two drove off and some sort of altercation occurred. What happened in the car that caused Dale to become violent is a mystery, but we do know that her life was tragically cut very, very short. Dynasty and Dale were involved in some sort of altercation, and according to ABC 30, Dale ended up shooting Dynasty in the upper torso. The single gunshot wound is what ended up killing her, but it wasn't the only injury that Dynasty sustained that day. While the gunshot wound ended up being Dynasty's cause of death, It was also reported that Dale strangled Dynasty with enough force to leave strangulation marks on her neck. That's so scary. Yeah. All I can think of is like she got into his car and all of a sudden he's attacking her. He's strangling her. Like I imagine she fought back, but that's just absolutely terrifying that this man that you don't know, you're locked in his car and he's just attacking you. It's horrible. Yeah. Fox 26 reported that Dynasty was badly beaten This girl had to be absolutely terrified. This man, this 52-year-old man, saw this young vulnerable girl and took complete advantage of her. Something that I consider is I wonder if he, like we said earlier, was out scoping out girls to maybe do prostitution with and Dynasty got into his car honestly just wanting a ride and he propositioned her for something and she said no and he took that, you know, like when men get rejected, so many of them just get horribly violent and that's kind of what happened to her that day. I think that's absolutely a very logical um, possibility for sure. And then he strangled her like that's a huge, he didn't like just punch her or something. He went straight to strangulation. That's a huge escalation to make. He really, I really do think he was looking for something and she denied him and he just couldn't handle that. 
Well, and I also wonder, I think what could be telling that there was definitely a struggle too, now that I'm kind of thinking about that torso gunshot wound, like that's a weird place to shoot somebody, especially when you think about like you're sitting in a car, like if I, not that I would shoot you, but if I was going to, like you just go, right, you'd be aiming for like the head. It's probably the most, you know, easy body part to kind of access. So that almost makes me wonder if he pulled out the gun and they were wrestling around and that's how she ended up shot kind of in a weird spot. Yeah, that makes sense. She sounds like she may have put up a fight then. Dale then left Dynasty in an orchard in Tulare where she was found by a driver passing by who noticed that her body was there and called the police. So I'm going to take some time to talk about where her body was left. I ended up looking up this orchard just to kind of see what we were looking at. I imagine like this orchard with these big thick trees and all these leaves and kind of close together and everything's all covered up and kind of colorful and things could be hidden. But this was not that fruitful looking orchard with the trees close together and all the leaves and everything. No, this orchard had trees several feet apart with little to no leaf coverage. It was like very, very barren. So you didn't need to look hard to have noticed her body. Not only that, but it was right across the street from a park. And from what I was able to find on an average day, it was typically pretty busy there. So he didn't make much effort to hide her at all. Like he kind of just dropped her body there and it seems like he drove away. I'm kind of surprised it took as long as it did for her to be found. Like I kind of thought someone could look across the street and see this, but he didn't make much effort at all to hide her. Well, I'm thinking he probably just thought I got to get out of this situation quick. Dumper, she's probably not going to survive anyway. And he was probably not smart enough to realize it could be traced back to him. Yeah. Or he just made a very impulsive rash decision and didn't even think about whether or not it'd be traced back to him. I do think that's one thing to be thankful for in this devastating case is that he didn't make much of an effort to hide her and she was found pretty quickly. It's estimated that Dynasty laid in that orchard for about 12 hours before her body was spotted by that driver. After her body was found, her cousin Carlton had a gut feeling that it was her before calling the sheriff and confirming this. Once this was confirmed, ABC 30 states that the family began receiving tips. Carlton Jones stated that the authorities assured his family that they'd work fast to catch the person that killed Dynasty, and they absolutely did work fast because it was only within 48 hours that Dale Watson was caught. Carlton even showed up to the arraignment in an effort to show support for Dynasty. Dale Watson was arrested on March 5th, just two days after Dynasty disappeared. ABC 30 reported, that Dale was caught during a traffic stop in Porterville, which is where he was originally from. During this stop, the Visalia Times Delta reports that police say Dale was driving with a suspended or revoked license. Of course he was, because we don't make any kind of good decisions in our life. No, not at all. The Atlanta Black Star reports that police were able to use security footage to witness Dale picking Dynasty up outside of an apartment complex, then drive away with her. News Onyx also reported that a witness spotted Dale's vehicle near where Dynasty's body was found. I did contact law enforcement out in California. However, I was told that due to the nature of the case, they would not be able to provide me with any details. However, I did do some digging into Dale Watson's background. Like I said earlier, Dale Watson was originally from Porterville, California. 
Dale, unsurprisingly, has a history of violence, according to ABC 30. He was actually instructed to take part in an anger management program following a 2016 assault and battery case, but failed to do so. I was just going to say, if he did attend, it did not teach him anything. Right? (laughs) He did not use any sort of skills. He also had several arrest warrants for probation violations and failing to appear in court. It has also been reported by Newsonics that he received a felony vandalism conviction in his past. So Dale was no stranger to contact with law enforcement. But I do think it's really, really disgusting that despite all these issues, it seems like he got away with so much. This was not a young man. He was in his 50s. And when I think of this case, I just think about how it seems like he was just given slaps on the wrist his whole life and then maybe supposed to be held accountable for something and then didn't really follow through with it. And then nobody like picked up on that and kind of just let him get away with things. He like skated through not really getting in trouble for what seems to be his entire life. And that hate in him seems to have really aged him because he looks way older than being in his fifties. I looked at him and I would have guessed that he was in his seventies at least. And Again, it just kind of infuriates me that this man seems to have gotten slaps on the wrist and then was allowed to just be free enough to stake out young girls on the street. Dale wound up being found guilty of Dynasty's murder and was sentenced to 43 years to life in prison. Remember, Dale was 53 years old when he committed the murder, so it's unlikely that he will ever be released. Oh, he definitely won't, because if it's 43 to life, I'm guessing he has to serve at least 43 before he can be considered yeah. For parole. So, I mean, if he was 53, that's was four, that's 96. He ain't making it to 96. Right. <laughs> he probably won't even make it past 75. He's lucky. <laughs> Carlton Jones told ABC 30 that he hopes his little cousin didn't die in vain and that Dale would never be out on the streets again. And I'm right there with him. While Dynasty was struggling, she did have help and a family that loved her dearly. According to Our Black Girls, her cousin Carlton did drop off a care package to Dynasty just days before her murder. She distributed many of these items to others in need. Dynasty's cousin would frequently give her items that she would then give away almost as quickly as he would give them to her. She also had several friends who would offer their homes to her. However, she would often leave after short stays and then be back on the streets again. Dynasty was also connected to local services that offered her help including an organization called the Genesis House that offers help to homeless and otherwise at-risk youth. Per report from the Basilia Times Delta, while Dynasty was receiving these services, she simply was not ready to get help. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to say. And in looking into who said she was not ready to get help, it seems like this was said by somebody who may have been affiliated with one of the organizations that was offering her outreach which kind of makes sense considering that she was frequently running away from home and leaving her friends' houses even when they were telling her she could stay there. I think maybe she did enjoy her independence or maybe it was the substance abuse. Maybe she just wasn't ready for any of the outreach that was being provided to her. I did find a picture of Dynasty with one of the ladies that worked with the Genesis house, so she did understand the outreach that was available to her and it seemed like she had a pretty good connection with those services. Dynasty had support from her family, community, and friends. She was only 18 years old when she was tragically taken from those around her. She was so young and had so much promise. It's people like Dale Watson that show the dangers of the world. 
While so many adults in this young girl's life wanted to help her, he saw someone vulnerable and decided to do the exact opposite in taking advantage of her. Dynasty Alexander died just two weeks before her 19th birthday. Her family continues to keep Dynasty in their thoughts and commemorated her birthday the following year with candles, cake, and balloons with messages tied to them released in her memory. So many people wanted to get wanted her to get better and recognize the potential she had to do so. In researching this case, I found that Dynasty was struggling with homelessness before she turned 18. So she was a minor struggling with homelessness. That's really interesting because that makes me, you know, have a lot of questions about what her life was like as a child. Yeah, I agree with that. I wasn't able to find much about that, like her younger years, her more developmental years, but she was struggling even before she was 18. I did some research on this topic, and per Wise Voter, California has the largest number of homeless people in the United States. Nearly 170,000 homeless people live in California, and of those 170,000, 12,172 are young adults. Many of these youth are actually not from the state and end up coming out there seeking support and acceptance that they may not have received in other parts of the United States. So that's actually kind of an interesting statistic. I think there's a couple reasons for that. So number one, I think it's like we have relatively kind of is neutral weather year round. Like we don't have the extreme heat. We don't have the extreme cold. So in that sense, it's very like homeless friendly, if that kind of makes sense. Um, They can live outside year round without much issue. Um, The other interesting thing is that they just have a lot of resources that a lot of other states don't. Like I actually, from my experience in the social services field, do know people who have relocated to California because of the services that they're able to access there. So, yeah, um, I grew up in California and I spent like my entire childhood and then teenage years volunteering at this homeless shelter specifically for youth. So 17 to 25, but sometimes younger kids like 16 year olds would come in and we would still offer them help. And I spent a lot of time talking to them because I thought they were interesting and most of them wanted to share at least some of their stories. Most of them came in saying like they weren't accepted by their parents if they were LGBTQ or they didn't have the services that they needed in other parts of the state or maybe they just wanted to go where they knew there would be more like-minded people. And so they would come to California from all over. I think some people were even coming in from like Mexico and Canada. So you just get people from everywhere that flock over there for those services. The National Network for Youth reports that homeless youth have trauma and rape rates that are two to three times higher than the general youth population. They frequently become victims of physical assault, sexual assault, and robbery. The same resource reports that resources for this population are overwhelmed and at times counterproductive. I could definitely see how they could be overwhelmed if you have people from other parts of the country and sometimes other parts of the world coming in. I find it interesting that they use the word counterproductive. Less than 15% of homeless youth find treatment. Dynasty was one of these youth that struggled with unstable housing, substance use, and truly devastating physical assault that ended her life far too early. Dynasty Alexander was only 18 when she was murdered. She was an at-risk youth who had several barriers. However, she had so many people who loved and cared for her that wanted nothing more than to see her succeed. Dynasty's time was tragically cut short, as like so many youth in her position, she was taken advantage of by a predatory adult. 
Dynasty had so much potential to do well, and I want any young people listening to know that it's never too late to accept help and turn your life onto a positive track. If you or someone you know is struggling with homelessness or substance abuse, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration can help you find services in your local area. If you have a missing child or know someone who does, resources are available. You can contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at missingkids.org. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find the source material in the show notes. To show your support, please leave us a review on the platform you're listening on. This is the best way to support us, and this is what pushes our podcast out to new listeners. You can subscribe on Patreon. We are on Patreon as Over the Horizon and Far Away. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Over the Horizon and Far Away. If you would like to submit a case for us to cover, you can email us at overtheHorizonandFarAway at gmail.com, or you can find our case submission form on any of our socials. We will see you guys next week. Bye!